Hello, my friends, and welcome to the season one finale of Happy Days. Thank you so much for supporting, subscribing, rating, and just in general tuning in, whether it's out of sheer curiosity, beloved support, um, or just being awesome, which you are. You are awesome for listening to this podcast. And thank you so much. Uh, It's been an awesome first season. I definitely uh, plowed through this one like a juggernaut. Uh, Apologies and no apologies. But uh, it's been a great ride. I've really learned a lot. I've enjoyed myself along the way. And uh, I have had some amazing opportunities to speak to some incredible people along the way. This season one finale is a very special one to me. Uh, All these episodes that I've done have just been phenomenal. Uh, I am so honoured that I've gotten to speak to half the people I've spoken to, uh, family, friends, and just good people in general. But this one, uh, like a couple I've done before, I never in a million years would think that I would get the opportunity to be accepted and get the chance to talk to this person growing up when I first heard and saw the film clip for replica by fear factory I was immediately taken in by Burton's vocals Uh, the song just took me in hook line and sinker the visuals was just second to none the the love that I grew for Fear Factory over the years is like like many of you. Um, we all just loved Burton's vocals, such a key part of this whole process. He's essentially one of the pioneers of heavy music in blending heavy vocals with melodic vocals. Um, definitely much respect for the guy. I had a wonderful conversation with Burton Uh, we actually didn't talk about Fear Factory which is actually refreshing for myself and I'm sure Burton appreciated it also we talked a lot about uh, his beloved Ascension of the Watchers which is a phenomenal uh, musical project um, which is basically his pride and joy but we also talked about a lot of happiness um, which is appropriate for this program but you know We talked about things like Star Trek, food, just life in general, man. His comic book that he put out called The Industrialist, uh, which accompanied the Fear Factory album of the title, and just artwork, appreciation of life. It's a really fun chat. It felt like two dear friends just catching up after many years, and it really came full circle for me. So I truly and sincerely hope that you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together. Uh, This is one that I'm incredibly proud of and uh, I hope we can all feel a little bit more inspired and happy. Thanks again for tuning in to Happy Days Season 1. I hope this is certainly not the end of the road for us. I hope that we can continue this road. Moving on into Season 2, there's definitely more to come so Stick it around and have a happy day. Enjoy my chat with Burton Seabell.
G'day, Burton. Hey, can you hear me now? Yes, sir. How you doing? Awesome. I uh setting up my microphone and uh forgot to uh turn the uh <laughs> gain up on the microphone. As you do, mate. <laughs> Technical gremlins everywhere. Oh yeah, I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic, man. It's an absolute treat and an honor to speak to you, my friend. It's um it's great. Thank thanks for being here and sharing your happy days with me. <laughs> so far, so good. It's a lovely Tuesday. It is indeed. You're in. Uh, you're still in Australia. Yep, I'm in Sydney. Uh, I'll be here for through June. Right on, man. That sounds great. So you're definitely getting your uh, your fix of Australiana for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, be- becoming a becoming a, a local sooner sooner than I expected, and yeah. it's uh, you know I'm enjoying it. Doing a That's lot cool. of exploring around Sydney and walking a lot, and my wife and I are trying to take uh, trips uh when we can like we went to jervis bay a couple weeks ago to hyams beach and uh we went to uh palm beach over the easter holiday so just you know getting in the water as much as possible good on you man good on you that's fantastic and and picking up uh no doubt uh your slang game is improving quite well as well my slang game yeah your slang your aussie slang Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it's all it's like riding a bicycle. It's you've, I've heard it over the years so many times, but now that I'm in deep, it's all coming back. Uh, I don't use all of it because it's I'm obviously American. It sounds weird yeah. coming. From, it sounds weird coming from me. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, so what about your uh, relationship with Vegemite? How's that coming along? Uh, I actually have not had any of that yet. Are you serious? After well, all this time. I know. Well, I've had it before, but not since I've been here. Um, even though there's a container of it in the uh, in the cabinet here. Burton, do me a favor. Definitely try it. Well, my kid was. My child was just calling me. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry about that. I Don't be sorry, man. It's all good. But um, man, Vegemite, you've got to do it. You've got to try the Vegemite sandwich. It is a Aussie delicacy, and just make sure you put enough butter on there oh i will oh butter and vegemite i'll remember that yeah yeah that's important don't just put the vegemite on there man that that's a that's a common mistake you've got oh, to have the, the butter right vegemite and whatever else you want to put on there man it it just tastes great uh what type of bread whatever you're into man so uh if you're into white bread if you're into multigrain turkish bread you know i use vegemite on almost everything i i i even put it in my stir fry that's how crazy about Vegemite I am. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, dude, it's great. And you know, it's uh, if if you get the one with the B twelve, it's it's uh, you know, it's a good healthy um, additive to uh, you know, to add to your food. And um, yeah, just I don't know, just for me, it adds a little pizzazz to my dining. Oh, awesome. Hey, what part of Australia are you in? Uh, Brisbane, Queensland. Uh, see, we were supposed to go up to Whit Sundays this uh, weekend, but uh, because of that sudden lockdown, we had to cancel yeah. our plans. Oh, that sucks, man. Well, ho- hopefully you make it up here, man. Oh, we will eventually. Because um, you're, you're a bit of an art fan, so uh, you, you'd appreciate some of the art around Brisbane if you make it into Brisbane itself. That's right. We actually went, we did go to the Museum of Contemporary Art on Friday and saw some cool stuff. 
And, uh, you know, I like to go to art museums whenever I can and art galleries. Just mm-hmm. check out the check out the local uh, local artists and enjoy it. Yeah, there's a lot to see and uh, appreciate in Australian art. That's for sure. Like, uh, you know, some of our art galleries, but also like a lot of our architecture and stuff. It's um, it's all very interesting. And I'm sure you find that, too. Oh, yeah. It's very cool. The has a very big the, the older buildings have a very Victorian flair to it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I dig it. And there's some really cool modern architecture as well. That's fantastic, man. That's cool. Um, you And you hail originally from Texas. Uh, whereabouts in Texas were you from again? I was born in Houston. Yeah. Uh, I lived in Texas. I uh, right. lived, in, lived in Fort Worth for a time, lived in San Antonio for a time, wow. Lufkin. Wow. But I spent most of our time, spent most of my time between Austin and Houston. Yeah, yeah. I I um uh, I toured through Texas uh a few years back and man it's it's true man every they say everything is bigger in Texas and it's such a huge city. Oh, it's it's Texas is big. Texas is really yeah. big and uh Houston's a massive city. Incredible. Um Austin's becoming big. I I lived in Austin in the 70s and I lived right. in Houston in the, the the first half of the 80s. So it was a good time. It was uh, I I enjoyed it very much. It was a life was good back then. Of course it is when you're a young teenage kid. Life is always good. But uh, hell yeah, there's man. something about uh, Texas. Australia reminds me of of Texas, but bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting analogy. You know, it has a lot of you know a lot of the different type of landscape. Uh, you know, kind of different fauna. Wherever you go, all over Texas is different, and I don't know. And the people are, had you know, kind of uh, not. I don't say Australians are cowboys, but you know, they're very independent type of thinkers, and the they like to do things their own way, just like just like Texas does. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, you you had cowboys, but we had uh, back in the day we had bush rangers, so. Yeah, not too far different. Bush Rangers. We have Texas. Yeah. We have Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ours were more of the outlaw variety, like uh, you know, the, obviously Ned Kelly being the most um, famous of them all. But that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. It's um, pretty wild, man. So, oh, I'm glad you're soaking it up and enjoying it all. That's that's fantastic. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm having a great time, and uh, I'll be here for you know a few more months and see where I can go. Hopefully, we can get down to Melbourne at some point. Yeah, uh, we're doing a trip to Hunter Valley soon. Nice. Um, you know, there's some things still places I need to. Go. I haven't been to uh, Frankie's Pizza yet. Oh my God, you have to do that. I've been, Jordan is the man. That's what I hear. I have. I. I yeah. Friends of mine have given me of information, so I'll probably yeah. contact him this week and go over there this weekend. Uh, I went to Mary's. That was interesting. Yeah, <laughs> the one in Newtown. Right on. Newtown's a cool place, man. Yeah, it was um, all right. I enjoyed it. It's uh, kind of funky and, you know, a lot happening, a lot of restaurants. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're into beer drinking and stuff, my friend owns the Young Henry's Brewery in Newtown, and it's uh, it's just such a rock and roll institution, man. Like, it's owned by rock and roll, you know, people. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 cool, man. It's just a really I don't know. Oh, well, I do like. I've been to a couple of breweries. I do like beer. 
Okay, so you have to do it. Uh, Oscar's the man. He he will look after you well, man. He's a he's a he's a good man, and uh, young Henry's is uh, you know the the pride of Newtown, man. I'm I'm writing that down, young Henry's. Yeah, I'll message it to you, man. But um, oh man, this is fantastic that you're enjoying all this, and uh, and tell me a bit about Texas. Um, I remember being in Texas, uh, in Dallas, and checking out um. One piece of Texas culture that intrigued me was the Deep Ellum Blues. Were you, you familiar with that? Oh, yeah, Deep Ellum. It's, it's, yeah. it's a cool area, very cool area. That's where we always – seemed like that's like the area we always played whenever we did play Dallas. Yeah, I played at uh, Trees. Yeah, we played Trees a couple yeah. times. We played the Bomb Factory yeah. a few times. Right on. Uh, yeah, I played a couple other places outside of town a couple times. <laughs> That's interesting, man. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, now Dallas is an interesting place. You know, uh, being from Houston, we're not really uh, we never really considered Dallas a part of Texas. Sure. <laughs> but it's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, but it, Dallas is all right. It's a it's a big city. And there's a lot of cool, a lot of cool things there. It's very uh, cosmopolitan and metropolitan. They got a great, great art museum there. So does the uh, Fort Worth. Is a great art museum there as well. One of really? the massive ones. Okay. Okay. Um, That's good yeah, time. but Dallas is a cool place, and I, I, I always have a good time wherever I go in, in Texas. It's always it's always a nice homecoming. That's awesome, man. You know, one thing I really I, I really felt the love in Dallas of all the places we went to in Texas. Dallas was really singing out to me, and I, I unfortunately didn't have as much time as I would have loved to to soak up the real culture. But I was there long enough to just witness a real love of jazz and music in general. But also, um, they really uh, embrace their love of of one of their hometown heroes, with Dimebag Daryl. Like his artwork, um, there was murals of him painted in on many walls around the place. That that just blew me away. Oh, oh yeah, he was uh, you know local hero. They you know he and Finney, they uh, they 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 did a lot for the city. Actually, um, they were supporter. They're huge supporters of the Dallas Stars, which is the hockey team there. Um, they're really, I mean, other than Pantera, they're more well known. They're more well known in Dallas for their nightclub that they owned together. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I know the one you're talking about, and I'm so so distraught that I never made oh. it there that, the night that I had. The oh man, it was, uh, it's, it's it's a very. I'd been a couple times, and you know, obviously we had a little. Better than par service, <laughs> but it, yeah, know, yeah. got the little special treatment. And it was amazing. The, the hospitality, yeah, it was uh, the hospitality was very. It was Texas hospitality and beyond. Yeah, that's amazing, man. That's that's so cool. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, we had to make tracks to the next part of Texas that we had to be at, but uh, we ended up uh, hanging out with the boys from Unloco at uh, In and Out Burger. Um, two in the morning, so yeah, that was um, that was an experience. Oh, In and Out, In and Honestly, Out, it goes in and it definitely. You know, comes I'm, out. I'm not a big fan of In and Out Burger. I've had a lot of better burgers in my life. Right on. And uh, hey, hey. so you're a bit of a burger. Oh, I love yourself. burgers, but uh, yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't, what, I don't see what the big deal is about In and Out Burger. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't see it either, man. I definitely saw it the next morning, but um, yeah, the the prestige wasn't as 
uh, it was wasn't what it shaped up to me, what I was told. So, but how do you how do you like the burgers here in Australia? Man? I've had a couple of good ones since I've been. Yeah, uh, you know they weren't. I haven't been. I haven't been to a Hungry Jacks or anything like that. But I've had a. There's this uh, kind of like a. It's not. It's not a farmers market, but it's kind of a yep. market where my wife is working, and um, mm-hmm. every Wednesday there's this had this one burger there this one day it was like this huge huge uh it was a big cheeseburger but it had brisket on it and a, and a oh big piece of halloumi which halloumi we don't get in the states i'm like oh my god this, right this stuff is amazing and so i had this yeah yeah i've had a pretty i've had a lot of a couple good burgers here and i'm you know i'll have probably have some more yeah man well, you get, it definitely um i don't i haven't been to a fish and chip shop for a while but I remember growing up, fish and chip shops, you would go there and one of the, the things you would remember is the burgers. And I remember the burgers used to be look like a mountain. Like they just put everything in the kitchen sink on their burgers. Um, <laughs> you should definitely try and look that up. What is it called again? Oh, just any any fish and chip shop that you find, a takeaway store. Um, just try a, a local burger from one of those places. Oh, I will. I'll look it up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like definitely. It. So, um, let let let's talk a little bit about art and sci-fi, man, because that's um something that you're hugely passionate about, and I'm very intrigued about it. Um, I'm also intrigued by the fact that you're a bit of a Star Trek fan. Star as Trek, well. special. I like Star. I really like the original series, but I'm really into. Uh, I was really into the Next Generation. Right on. That okay. that series was. Uh, it really took Star Trek to the next level. It was intelligent. It was creative. Uh, and it, st- it stayed with the actual concepts of science that are, you know, were, were actually happening and, and, and theories that, that were actually mm-hmm. being thought of still. So I, I thought it was really very well done. Gene Ronberry did very well on that. That's yeah. It's it's definitely a, a well more thought out series of all the Star Trek franchise series that have come out. Um, you know, like you say, the depth of the characters, the storylines. I mean, you know, just some of the stuff they came up with is just mind boggling. Yeah, and I thought Jean Luc Picard was a great character. There, that was a, that was very yeah. well written. Um, I thought Data was a great character. Uh, it really took it into the next, really into the twenty first century for uh, for all of us. It really did. Um, yeah, one of the char- one of the characters I thought was very interesting was having the counselor on the uh, the counselor was a very interesting character, um, Deanna Troy, because that yeah. was a very I think that's the one aspect that kind of dated it was that because that was in the nineties, late eighties, or in the early nineties, and counseling was a big thing. It still is, obviously, but it yeah, really yeah. brought it in. Yeah, interesting. I wonder if that's a uh, I wonder if that will really be a thing in the 25th century. All right. That's interesting. I mean, can you imagine Klingons having a human resources department on their ship? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't either. <laughs> no, that would just like blow them to the head. Man. Nor the Romulans. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, oh, my God. But uh, I thought there was some really cool stories. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, – the commander Jordy LaForge was a good character. The fact that he was blind mm-hmm. and he was able to see with this interesting type of contraption is he liked it better than actual eyesight because he could see more. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. Why can't we, why can't we get that? Yeah. 
And and that's interesting you mention all that because, I mean, you know, a lot of uh, technology that we've seen in Star Trek have been emulated in some shape or form uh, in modern well, absolutely. science. Absolutely. There's some things that happened on the original Star Trek that they actually started developing in real life. For instance, the doors, you know, the, the doors that would open mm-hmm. and shut to the side. That was developed yeah. in real time because of Star Trek. That's incredible. incredible. I mean, that's just one thing. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe some of the fashion, fashion moving, like the fashion forward type of uh, outfits that people were wearing were developed. Yeah. It it was interesting. Yeah. They definitely um, broke down a lot of walls um, scientifically and culturally through that show, which was um, kind of interesting. And, um, yeah. And so growing up, did you um did you experience the magic of a Star Trek convention? At all? No, I never did a Star Trek convention. Uh, my dad he used to watch Star Trek a lot when we were growing up, and so I used to watch right. that with him. But I have never been to a Star Trek convention ever. And uh, oh wow! Uh, if you ever get a chance, do it. Hopefully, one day I can. I think it'd be very cool. Yeah, yeah. I've I've actually been to one, just more out of curiosity than anything. Um. And it was cool because I got to see, you know, a, a replica deck of the Enterprise. Oh, wow. Um, which was so cool. I mean, you weren't allowed to sit in the chair and often, but man, it was just, oh. you know, for a kid, I was just staring at it. just got no way. This is incredible. Now there's uh yeah, I've never been to the only convention I've ever been to. Like I've only been to like one Comic-Con my entire career. Right. And I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I would do, th- I would definitely do yeah. that again. It was a huge Houston Comic Con, yeah, and it was oh, yeah. it was massive. But I had a great time. I saw a lot of cool stuff. I was like, man, I should do this more often. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I-, I will share one thing with you with the um, the Star Trek convention. One fascinating thing that had me intrigued for a- at least twenty minutes that I recall was a a fascinating argument between two Trekkies, as as they're oh, better well known as, though. So, yeah, they were arguing over the power source of a Klingon phase gun. Oh God, <laughs> I'm serious. I yeah, mean, they do argue about. You know, I've seen. Some they do arguments. argue about the weirdest things. Yeah, I mean that was. I was just gobsmacked by it. I was just completely intrigued. You know, like a fictitious weapon, but the power source. You know, the the depth of detail they were going into about it was just. Next so, level who won the so argument? I, well, I didn't hang around to find out, but man, I was out of there because it was just, you know, it was beyond my level of thinking and I was just, man, yeah, over to you guys, I'm done. So, yeah, it, it's just interesting how passionate people get about this sort of yeah. stuff. Man. Um, and, uh, were you ever a Star Wars fan? Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's funny how people always ask you, they go, are you a Trekkie or a Star Wars? And it's like, well, why should I exactly. decide? I mean, can't I just, Yeah. So yes, I do love Star Wars, and you do obviously. I like well. the first, the original three films. Yeah, um, yeah. Original I like the original trilogy. trilogy. Um, I like. Not actually, not a big fan of Return of the Jedi. There's some cool aspects about it. Yeah, the original release mm-hmm. that I saw with the, you know, uh, it was the dancing at the end, and you know, the, the all the. Uh, uh, what was those little characters? The what was a little furry kid. No, the, the Jawas. Jawas the, the, oh, Ewoks. the Ewoks. Ewoks. That kind sorry. of annoyed me, but yeah. um, 
yeah. other than that, I thought Empire Strikes Back was really like the pinnacle of the whole series. <laughs> Wasn't it just? I mean, it was like the the only sequel of its kind of that time where the bad guys actually left the good guys running with, with their tail between yep, their legs. Exactly. I thought it was really cool. Uh, did you, and you know, and some of the new Star Wars films are pretty good. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not disappointed. They're entertaining. I actually did like the Mandalorian series. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, man. The, the finale, I was, I, I will definitely confess. I was one of those people that jumped out of my seat. When I saw that ending, I was just like, "Now the, yes. during, during the whole seat, like the whole season, I was kind of like confused about what the time, the like what the time in the sequence of time, what it was. Yeah. I wasn't sure what the time period it was. And then at the end, they're like, yeah. "Oh my god, that's what the, it's like!" Right after Luke becomes a Jedi, it started making sense. Yeah, at first because they started talking about the second Death Star that was destroyed. I'm like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so. Because in the first one it was destroyed, mm. and then they started rebuilding, and in Return of the Jedi they were re- rebuilding it, and that got destroyed. So, so I was like, "Yeah, was like, oh, that's that was- where we're at." But I wasn't really sure where we were in the timeline after that. But wow, that was, yeah. that was done so well; it blew my mind. It was pretty mind blowing, man. I was I, I loved the way they did it all. The characters, again, characters, storyline. It was made with a lot of love and care. I know. I know. There's some people that, you know, disagree a bit, but I'm definitely one of the lovers. And it sounds like yeah, you I enjoy a good well. story. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and they took you know what, the, all the different directors they did. They got pretty good character development for every direct from every director. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah, and and speaking of stories, <laughs> I, and I have to confess, I I'm yet to read it, but I was blown away by the fact that you've actually um self-published your own graphic novel if i'm correct in saying the industrialist is that correct the industrialist came out in 2015 oh sorry we broke up there for a sec um you you did one in 2015 is that right yeah really in 2015 i released my uh independently released a graphic novel called the industrialist i only made 500 copies right and i sold out like almost immediately through uh, sold out through the uh, through a pre-sale and uh, and uh, I'm still working on the the follow-up. I've I've written a lot on it, but uh, I'm not really sure where to take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of story, man. So I'm I I think I've written way too much for it. So I need to consolidate and kind of kind of focus the story and focus yeah. the plot and really make it a little bit more cohesive, but, uh, yeah, I will be releasing another, you know, the, the follow-up to the industrialist and, uh, the conclusion, I should say. That's fantastic, man. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, since it's all sold out, uh, and it was never been reprinted, there's, and, and I've never seen one on eBay ever. People are just holding on to that. That's interesting. Do you, do you think that, um, if, if and when the time comes that you go to release the follow-up uh, conclusion, as you say, um, do you think that there will be a possibility of a, you know, a re- reprise of the first one? Yes. Um, collectively. Yes. Uh, what I would like to do is re-release. I would release the second one, and then maybe a, a year later, uh, release them both in uh, uh, like a gra- condensed graphic novel. Yeah. 
that'll be your shoe into getting the conventions for sure, mate. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I enjoy doing conventions. I think, you know, having something really special and unique uh, at conventions yeah. is what people really enjoy collecting. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've just dipped my toes into the world of comics myself. Um, I, I'm a comic book fan from childhood, but I've just re- released my first horror comic book, Frankenstein. Um, oh, oh, really? And Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay, cool. But yeah, um, it's based on my band's tour diaries. So I've just taken my tour diaries and just added a whole bunch of werewolves and vampires and zombies and ah, just made interesting. this um, series out. Yeah, I, I murdered my band in the first issue <laughs> and uh, reassemble us into this Frankenstein. It's, it's that fun. sounds pretty cool. I'd have to, I would definitely yeah. enjoy reading that. Thanks, man. But I mean, I, I, I can relate to you when you mentioned about condensing story because I was left with, I remember a, a mutual friend of mine said to me, uh, you know, you've got, a, you've got so much chaos going on in this story and I didn't quite grasp it. But then I look at it and go, yeah, you've got to really condense things a bit. Do you find that that a difficult challenge um, condensing what you believe is all killer no filler into something more, you know? Uh, it's difficult, and that's what part of when you're self editing. That's the uh, difficult part about it is when you rereading it and making it making sure that it reads well, but also making sure that you're keeping the idea. And that, and you're having, mm. you know, make sure that what you're originally going on, go, what your original intent is, you have to stick with it. And you can bring yeah. in other characters, you can bring other things, but stick with the main story, and uh, don't do, don't deviate too much because it'll just get a little co- too confusing. Yeah. And w- what was that? Um, was that a liberating moment for you, sort of creatively, like saying, "Hey, man." Um, I'm a musician, but now I'm going to try out this comic book thing. You know, d- d- was that a, a good, uh, like a natural yeah, it was progression? A nat- it you? was a natural progression because I, I have been writing for quite some time, but this is the first time I actually worked mm-hmm. with uh, an artist and where they actually like, here, well, we're going to do this. If we're going to make art, this is, uh, you know, send the story has to, the, the imagery has to comply with what's happening. And uh, it was cool, right. you know. He, the artist I chose, really nailed it. His name was Noel. His name was Noel Gard from uh, awesome. the UK. Uh, I think he's, he was at the mm-hmm. time he was in Oxford, but uh, he he nailed it. And uh, you have to find the artist that really understands what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and and uh, understands the concept. And that's probably the most important aspect. Yeah, uh, I've definitely learned that lesson I, myself. And yeah, what it, are, it do you have a local right. artist you're working with? Um, no, I commissioned an artist ah. from overseas. Actually, oh yeah, which so, what artist? Yeah, uh, is a guy named Kristen Yuli. Um, yeah, fantastic. Like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll email you more about it. But um, man, it's it it definitely makes a huge difference when you find an artist that can interpret your writing. Um, and I've always had that problem of. Uh, you know, generally speaking, everyone always interprets what you do, especially if you give them a, a clear and concise instruction. But to, to see an artist take your vision on paper and convert it to art, that's... that's it is. And I helped out my artist a little bit because 
I actually created uh, like seven different storyboards for him of what I right. pictured. And uh, he just took those and just made it even more, a lot cooler, actually. So, it, you know, he had, he kind of had a very rough sketch of what I was looking for. And uh, obviously, he created more than just the storyboards. He created full on panels, but uh, they were just amazing. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. I still That's have, like, I, and I own the original panels, which is even better. Oh, wow. Mate, do you think you'll include sort of um, copy prints of those boards? I have done that before, website, uh, but all that. All that's at home. I should, I should, uh, I guess, I, I guess I could do that here. I have, I do have the uh, high res digital files. Do that again. Yeah. And, and you've got, and you've got this wonderful thing called Officeworks near where you can take files and print them out quality and uh, put your, you know, scribe. Officeworks. Yeah, I have to remember that. All right. I'll, I'll write that. Down. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good well, helping thanks. out. I really appreciate right. it, Jesse. You're, you're, you're full yeah, of information man. that I well, need. <laughs> oh, mate, I try my best, man. But, you know, it's the least I can do, man. You've given me incredible music over the years. And um, you've given me even more incredible music with the Ascension of the Watchers. What an incredible album. Well, that, thank you very much. I'm very proud of it. That was um, that album. Yeah. Actually, the Apocrypha was 10 years in the making. I started started wow. writing music for it 2008, 2009. And uh, just you know, mm -hmm. over the years, I was, you know, kept writing music. But uh, I was, you know, the hardest part was looking for a home for it because there wasn't really any label interested in it. It was really, really sad. Uh, the last label, the last label we were on, the record Numinosum that came out, it didn't sell at all. It was, it just, the label didn't do anything with it really. And, uh, it was sad that's, because, that's and sad. because the, it didn't sell. Other labels didn't want it either. It's like, well, it's a good record. It's, you know, just give right. it a chance. And, uh, for yeah. that, luckily we were very fortunate to find a label that put this out. Now, um, we are working on something special right now, actually for a, uh, for a release in the next couple months. And yes, it is awesome. awesome. And uh, it's going to, I think it's something that a lot of fans have been waiting for for a long time. So uh, I'm not going to, yay. I'm not going to spill the beans just yet. But uh, that we could, you know, when time, when time comes, we can, uh, we can discuss it in, in more detail with you, Jesse. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I won't, I won't try and take a corny guess, but I, Shall we, for the for the sake of humor, say that it it's perhaps you singing in Klingon? Uh, no. <laughs> that, now, singing in Klingon. That be a uh, if I knew yeah. Klingon, I would. Yeah, I know, right? I I can't. I still can't believe there's universities for. Is Klingon there really? Language. That's crazy. No, really. It's a thing. Oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah, it's a thing, man. I can't imagine. imagine. I can. I can imagine it, but it still blows me away. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I could talk to you for ages about Klingon. That's that's <laughs> mental. But um, man, yeah, I had to, I had to break in a bit of humor in there for sure, man. But um, 
Ascension of the Watchers, what I appreciate about this new album is the cinematic tone that you've brought to the, the soundscape. Um, was that sort of... Absolutely. It's part of my... Idea? And it's actually part of my nature. And it's what, it's what I love. Right. It's one of the styles of music and sounds that I truly love on a daily basis. So it's something that I always want to incorporate when I am writing my own music. Now, because for me, right. when I listen, I will write a song and I'll demo it. And for me, The Watchers is music to drive to. It's a great soundtrack yeah. for a, a long trip. Because, uh, you know, the, as the world changes, you see it flows. And that's how I, I, I prefer a tempo that flows with the traveling and with the, the movement of the road and uh, the shadows over the fauna and flora of the day it's just it's just exciting so yeah the uh the soundtrack yeah. aspect was definitely intentional and i love i love right. also sorry to interrupt there but um i love also your you have a, a passion with the ocean and i i, I sense a, a feel of of a little bit of that in this sound as well would i be yes, correct I, in assuming that sign I've always been drawn to the water. Cool. Doesn't matter what water it is—ocean, lakes, yep. rivers, uh, creeks. I'm yep. always drawn to the water, and the closer to water I am, the better I feel. And uh, I actually, if I ever, and whenever I have a chance to jump in water, I will do it. But how, water is life. That's so cool. It is, my friend. It is. It is. It's the universe. Um. Yeah. And with, um, you know, you, you Ascension of the Watchers, that's, that's your passion. That's beautiful. Um, I, I'm so proud of you for doing that, man. It's, it, it takes, you know, most people would think nothing of it, but I think taking that creative step outside of your regular comfort zone that people know you for, I think that is a challenge in itself that few people would take. And well, thank you've you. Done it um, I, and it, for me, the watchers truly represents me uh, completely. It is, it is my personality. It's my passion. And it's for me, this is, this is the person I've always been. And this is, you know, this is mm. the person I was even in fear factory. This is what I, this is what I would bring to fear factory. This 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 side of music, this style, this is what I would bring to Fear Factory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I love about it too is your your um your there is much more of your melodic vocal tone in this. And I mean, yeah, I, I've got to say, man, I what I love what one of the things that first drew me to you was you know, and I'm sure you've heard this more than enough is pioneering that whole melodic vocal in abrasive music you know you want yeah, those guys to I, pull it off I, yeah i you know, even though i was emulating my favorite artists uh i i the way i did it came out in my own distinct way and it definitely influenced a lot of people even though i was influenced mm -hmm. by people myself i influenced i do feel yeah. i influenced a lot of people and um you know the singing part is i could hear you know the singing part was a natural evolution it's i could hear melody in everything and so this is the melody this the melodies that i would share with everybody now you know 
no, yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm never going to do the heavy vocal ever again. But uh, for the watchers, it doesn't really call for it. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's what I love about it. It's it feels very organic, and it doesn't feel like it's you, you're forcing yourself. You, it just feels like you you're absolutely, you know, completely honest, and open, and honest. With I'm yourself. glad you saw that because that's exactly what it is. I'm everything about the watchers is truly personal, and and it's and it's yeah. Everything I write that's about is personal and near, near. And for me, that's what music's all about. Couldn't agree more, man. I could not agree more. And um, just, I won't hold you up too much longer, uh-huh. my friend. I, I could talk to you for ages about well, the, about life in general. Well, man. Jesse, this it's, will not be the last time inspiring. we speak. I, I, you know what? <laughs> well, I, day, we so we should make this a weekly okay. thing. Oh. <laughs> oh man, I could happily do that. So I'm, I'm down if you're down, brother. We could just do, we could talk. Uh, try and crack the Klingon. Code oh, we could we could talk. Could we could talk movies. Itself. We could talk sci-fi. Uh, I just saw the the oh, last yeah. movie. I just saw was at the last week was uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, have you seen God. it yet? Yes. That, that's I, have you seen it? Days. Yes. Yeah, I, I I got an invite to go to uh, a preview night, yeah. and uh, man, I yeah, was ex- like, I'm glad I you said that again, because man. it is a Saturday morning film. Uh, don't expect yeah. a don't man, expect I, a deep plot. I was giggling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I man, I was giggling was... like a little kid. Um, at at a, at a certain point of the movie, when a certain spoiler moment happened i, I know i, I kind of want to spoil it for everybody but i'm not going to because a lot of people haven't seen it yet but um the the no the character i wanted to win did <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was it would have been the toughest uh challenge for the director exactly. to go, okay, now win this i did have a complaint or not a complaint. I have a, a gripe about the film, but I think I'm being a little too uh, trying to be too realistic in a fantasy film. But but uh, the there's not your one thing that really bugged me about the movie was the scale of the characters. That uh, Godzilla and King Kong yeah. were suddenly the same size. It's like ah uh, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> Godzilla leveled cities. King yeah, Kong was... climbed a building. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a bigger difference, but there's the a bit scale, of a difference there, isn't it? That was odd. And, and it kind of changed through the whole film, but either way, it was still a great I was entertained. And uh you know, it, the plot was don't expect a plot, but it was great action. It's worth seeing. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It definitely has opened the doorways for you know, the ho- much more to come. I did like and, the hollow um, earth it gave uh, a- theory. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that too. Yeah. It's definitely opened up the doorways for <laughs> Absolutely. A Absolutely. I thought was, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we should yeah. definitely talk some more film again in the yeah. future, Jesse. But uh, I will let you know Hell yeah, uh, man. when I have more information about our next release, I will uh, I will definitely let you know and we'll talk about it in full. Sounds good, man. Well, Burton, um, on a last note, I would like to ask you about your happiness. What, what is the, 
music or movie that takes you back to a real happy place in your childhood? Uh. Like, I'll give you an example. For me, anytime I listen to Guns N' mm. Roses use your illusion one or two, it takes me back to weekends with my best mates in high school playing Dungeons and Dragons and just listening to music and having fun, man. You know, it's, uh, it's for, me, for me. Um, for me, happiness. There's a, for me, it's a lot of different, uh, different things that make me happy. Um, but for mm-hmm. me, happiness is being living to the fullest every day, be, being present and living to the yeah. fullest and having no regrets. I like that. I really My pleasure, that. Jesse. That's and, really uh, cool. And I'll, you know, I'll give you a different answer but, every time. I, I look forward to that. So, Burton, thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor and a privilege and a real treat. And uh, thank, thank you, Jesse. You thank you for speaking day. with me. And uh, we'll, I look forward to our next talk. Uh, cheers, bro. Same here, bro. Take care.